Darko Ryakovich just got fined 25 racks. And Raptors NBA podcast fully supports him for it. Welcome back to the Raptors NBA podcast. We are your hosts, Alex Drobin and myself, Andy Redding. Uh, it's been a tough start to the year for both of us, for both your favorite podcast hosts. Uh, as you can see, Alex has got a bit of a shiner. Uh, I've been down and out with COVID for the first week and a half to start the year. Alex, what the hell happened to your face? Quick story. I'm playing shinny, playing hockey. For those of you that follow us in the States, shinny is hockey. And just playing defense in front of the net, just being the big body bandit that I usually am. And some the puck's in the corner, out of the play. Some guy comes in front of the net, raises a stick up in the air, two-handed, which you do not do when you're playing shinny hockey, smashes me right in the face. I just drop down. I'm just gushing blood, pool of blood under me, ended up getting five stitches, and this is the first time that it's looked semi-decent in about a week. So, yeah, basically just got stitched up, had a big thing over my eye. Both the doctors that uh, stitched me up, they both said that if it was any lower, that would have been really bad for my eye, (laughs) could have lost an eye. So, first of all, I don't even know if I'm going to play hockey ever again because that's how annoyed I was at that situation. And secondly, uh, anytime you play hockey, don't just wear a helmet, wear a cage with the helmet. So that's what happened to me. Andy, what happened to you? Just down and out. The holiday parties got to me. Had some COVID. I was just in bed for a week and a half straight. In, in bed, but not sleeping. I was just... It was bad. It was terrible. But we're back. You can't keep us down. Can't keep us down. Yeah, put us down. us down. We will See, like this is silly. this is this is how dedicated we are to this podcast. I have a huge scar on my on my eyebrow. Andy's been coughing up a storm. He had to call in sick to work, but we're still here to bring that content, baby. They call us the content, content kings. kings. Ah! Okay. All right. It's a rough, rough start to the year for us, and a rough start to the year for your Toronto Raptors. Coming down just like a half hour ago. Darko Ryakovich fined $25,000 for his rant. Uh, worth it? Do you think that's fair? What are our thoughts on this fine? Absolutely worth it. I think it sent a really good message to the Raptors and like to the team. Just saying that you know the coach has your back. And there's been a ton of positive feedback from around the league from actual players um, telling, you know, telling their players that... Here, I'll, hold on. I want to pull up a quote from Devin Booker here. One second. Devin Booker quoted, this is an Aaron Rose's Sports Illustrated article. It says, I think you got to love that about your head coach, man. Booker told Dwayne Rankin of AZ Central. I know the players in Toronto respected that. You want a coach that cares that much and is defiantly emotional about winning and losing standards for his team. I didn't watch the game. I don't know what calls he's talking about, but you have to learn, or but you have to love that from your coach. And I agree with Devin Booker, man. A lot of times... I feel like the Raptors don't get nearly enough respect in the league because maybe we're from Canada, whatever. But I love the fact that Darko came out and he was just yelling. I love how a little bit of that foreign came out. It kind of sounded like my dad when he's angry. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like barely making sense a couple of those times. That you know, just that, just that foreign anger. And that's I, how you know. That's how you know they're really angry when they're like, they're just can't not even put, can't even put two words together. <laughs> it, he had every right to be. It was. And 
for the first couple months of his reign in Toronto, I think a lot of fans, myself included, had some questions about him. I uh, didn't really feel like he might be the right guy. But now I'm 100% behind Darko. He stands up for his guys. He ain't scared of LeBron. He's going at the Lakers and the league. I, his players have to be running through a wall for him right now. And it's funny because I could tell he held his tongue based on what he said about He's like, I know the other team has all-stars. When I know that he wanted to say one of the greatest players of all time and LeBron because LeBron gets every call, which I don't even think I disagree with. I think at this point, I think he probably should get most of those calls because he's earned that respect. And a lot of the, a lot of times, like those 50-50 or 60-40 calls, even if they're going the other way, like even if they're leaning the other way, LeBron gets. I think for, you know, because he's been in the league so long. So I respect the rant. I really appreciate it from Darko. I think the players really appreciated him. And um, yeah, 25 racks. You know, that shouldn't be, shouldn't be that big of an issue for him, you know? And I bet deal. you the players have to cut... I feel like the players have to cover that fine. Do you or think? The or the GM or the organization. Someone will. Yeah. I don't think he's paying. There's Not no a, way he's paying. No. The only thing he's paying for is the pizza party they're going to get when they get three wins. They're Which. Get that someday. Someday. Um, last night, the Raptors lost to the Clippers. The game was close most of the time, honestly. Like the game, it was a good game. And then they started pulling away. They pulled away in the fourth. Uh, Raptors lost 126-120. What are your main takeaways from that game? And honestly, we haven't really talked about the Emmanuel quickly R.J. Barrett piece of this. So if we kind of want to include that in this analysis, like what do you think of the game and what do you think of that addition? Uh, the game is simple. They second half, second half of a back-to-back, they just got jobbed by the refs the night before. They were down two starters. You're not going to win that game against the Clippers, against the hot Clippers team. That was a great effort. And the guys looked good. They were in the game. They made me believe for a while. The The vibes on this team have completely changed from a month ago, two weeks ago even. Uh, and that's in large part, to, as you said, Emmanuel Quickly and R.J. Barrett. Uh, they're just having fun out there. They're balling. They're giving yeah. different looks. They are escaping from Tom Thibodeau, and they are flourishing. I'm so ecstatic. Can I ask you a question, though? Not yeah. to rain on the parade. What? But are Emmanuel Quickly and R.J. Barrett stepping on Scotty Barnes's toes a little bit? You you think this is bad for Scotty Barnes' trade? Is that what you're getting at? A little bit because of what I've seen over the last couple of games. Here's the thing. Emmanuel Quickly could turn out to be the better of the two of RJ Bear and Emmanuel quickly. Like, I don't know. They're both really good, but the way IQ is playing right now, it seems like he's on a trajectory to be a great starting point guard, if not an all-star starting point guard in the league. Mm -hmm. RJ's incredible. If he keeps taking it to the rim, keeps putting up shots. What did he drop? Like 36 on the Lakers last night. He had 24. Um, He's good as well. But to me, it seems like both of their positions kind of overlap what Scotty does. I don't know. And I've seen, like, look, Scotty Barnes, uh, Scotty Barnes's line last night was 12 points, seven boards, six assists. He was putting up way crazier numbers before they got to the team. Do I t- think the team is better overall? Probably. 
but does it slow down Scotty's progression? What do you think? Doesn't it isn't every time a super team form, doesn't someone step on someone's toes? Isn't someone taking shots away from someone else? Don't we do we care about that? Don't we just want a better team overall? Like I'd rather have an I'd rather have a better team, but I'm just saying, like, if you look at Scotty's lines, they've been a little bit significantly worse, honestly. It's a good um, problem to have. But it is a good problem to have because I feel like the team has been gelling really well. Like the Lakers lost. I don't even think we should have lost that game. No. The Raptors were up all game. And then the Clippers, the Clippers are what is their record? 24 and 13. I think the Clippers have a chance to win the NBA championship if they stay healthy. I really do. I really do. And I told you that this was an incredible trade for the Clippers when it happened because James Harden's been balling out of control and all of those guys are playing really well together. Like their lines last night, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard had 29, 29, and then James Harden, 14, 11 assists. Like that's where James Harden thrives. But anyways, my point is we lost the two really good teams but before that, the team was looking really good, you know? So I don't know what to think of the situation. Those were good. I, those last two losses to the LA teams were good losses, though. We watched so many bad losses in the beginning of the season where the team yeah. was out of it. No, no offensive flow whatsoever. Last night, they made a shot and they were within three or four points in the last couple of minutes. Like they're in games, they're exciting. No, absolutely. And I love the fact that we have. RJ Barrett in that scoring role because if you really think about it, we have four guys that can create a shot at any time, including Siakam. Obviously, Siakam was out last night, part of the reason we lost that game, but we have four guys that can create their own shots and score on pretty much anyone in the league. Which brings me to my second point, unless you want to keep talking about the game. No, no, no. Carry on. What's your Andy, second point? This team looks really good. With Pascal, Emmanuel quickly, RJ Barrett, and Scotty Barnes on it. I'm with you. I know. I think we need to I think we need to pivot. Do we need to pivot? Do we need to pivot from everything we've been talking about all year in terms of trading Pascal Siakam? I don't know anymore. The team looks so good with them all on the floor together that it's really difficult for me to be like, oh, we need to trade him. You know? The only yeah. problem is if he walks. If he walks, it's gonna be the same situation as uh, Fred Van Fleet, which we don't want. So you need to re-sign him as soon as possible and commit to this team for the next few years. They do, they are good. They could be a, they're a playoff team. This so, team, this team right here, I think with that change, I think they are a playoff team because you know right before that, um, I loved what they did in that Warriors game. Clearly, the Warriors were outgunned. Draymond's coming back soon, so we'll see what happens with that team. That's a whole other story. But that is probably the best team that the Raptors could be potential trade partners with. I was just looking at Andrew Wiggins and Kaminga, and I was like, would they trade Pascal Siakam for Andrew Wiggins and Jonathan Kaminga? And would the Raptors like that trade? I feel like that's two super young guys you can add to the core. Um, they can grow. I think if there was a trade, that would be it. But I'm not sure if I'm willing to give up what the Raptors already have with Siakam in that role for two guys that haven't been playing very well. And especially one guy, Jonathan Kaminga, who's already 
talking nonsense to a coach that's won multiple championships. And it's like, you know, I've like, seen, you- I've seen online people comparing Kaminga to precious Achua, just like a lottery pick precious Achua. And that kind of scares me a little bit. I don't know if I want this like more raw guy. Is he better than what Pascal Siakam could give the Raptors for the next five years? Probably not. Like, I don't, I've, I don't know if he what makes about, the Raptors that much better. What about Andrew Wiggins? He stinks now. Come on. That's just salary matching. That you are you still high on Wiggins? Yes. Have you I'm watched have you watched him this year? He's a different he's a completely different guy. So this is this is this was my point. My point was going to be maybe he just needs a new environment. Think about what just happened with RJ Barrett. Like RJ is playing so much better than he was on the Knicks. Emmanuel quickly is playing a little bit better than he was on the Knicks as well. If Andrew Wiggins comes home to Canada, we, let's just stack up the Canadians. Bring bring SGA over in a few years. You wow. know, bring bring Jamal Murray over in the next few years. Like whatever. My whole point is like maybe he just needs a new environment. Think about how he was playing in Minnesota. It was the exact same thing that was happening to him right now, right? He was stagnant. He wasn't playing very very hard. He wasn't hitting shots, and then boom, he comes over to Golden State to a winning situation, and he starts hitting shots, playing harder. He becomes an all star. Like maybe he just needs a new situation. So what are you? What do you are? I don't know what you're arguing right now. Are you saying they should trade Siakam for Wiggins and Kaminga? No, saying- this is our conversation. I'm saying that like if there was a trade, I think that would be the only trade that I would be comfortable with. But I don't even think we should trade Siakam at all anymore. So there's two sides of the coin. I'm not. I'm just. Look, we're just having a, this discussion. Would okay, are you? Like you want both sides? I do. I do. It'd be nice to keep Pascal and bring on Andrew <laughs> Wiggins and Jonathan Kaminga. But let me ask you: If you were to say trade him for those two or keep him, what would you do? I would keep him and sign. Gun him. to your head. Gun to your head. Keep him and sign him. But you have to have either, either you sign him now or you have him promise he's going to sign in the off season. I, uh, you can't have him walk for nothing. You cannot have that happen. That if they could have traded Freddie last year and got things back for him, that would have set up the franchise. You can't have that happen again. I don't. You know what? I just made up my mind right now. What? Because of what you said, I don't know if I trust him staying. I think if that trade's on the table, the Raptors have to take that trade. Just because of what you're saying, like I don't think he can re- he he'll be he'll be in the position to re-sign right now because, you know, as a player, I feel like, you know, I've never been a player. I've never played in the league. Obviously, you know, we don't really know anybody who has. But if you really think about that situation, it wouldn't be kind of nice to be in the offseason, be a free agent, have all these teams fighting for you, you know, see who gives you the best sort of situation and contract and everything. I feel like he wants to experience that at least once in his career because he hasn't already. And he's probably a little hurt with how the Raptors have treated him. They've kind of neglected him for the last year. There's been some slanderous things in the media about him. Yeah, maybe he does walk. And then we're at fault for that, too. You know, like people like us. No. We've fueled the fire talking about trading him from literally the beginning of the season. I think that was one of your first points when the Raptors started playing poorly. Like trade trade Pascal. You were on the trade Pascal wagon way before way before most people and before the trade OG wagon. Because I'm scared of him walking for nothing. That's it. Asset management. So there you go. I think I made up my mind. If there's a great trade on the table, would he re-sign 
you know, would he resign at Golden State? Probably. Would he put them over the top? Like, is and that team beating Denver? Is that team beating? And also, that team getting into the playoffs. Is is he stepping over Draymond Green's toes when he comes back in that position at the like the the three weird three four dribble handoff position that Draymond plays? Possibly. Plus, he's not giving them nearly as much shooting as they need. I don't know, man. This these are just good conversations to have. Uh, speaking of stepping on toes. You mentioned Scotty Barnes earlier. Mm-hmm. Some more news out today. Updated all-star voting. Do you think, I know you, I don't think you've looked yet. Do you think Scotty Barnes is in the top 10 vote getters for Eastern Conference frontcourt? I don't think so. No, he's not. He is not in the top 10. Guys like Paolo Banquero and Mikel Bridges are in the top 10 over him. All-star is, voting leaders. Okay, sorry, keep going. Is this messed up? Is this a bad thing? Are people missing out on Scotty Barnes, or do you think he is not a top ten front court player? It's just tough because, you know, every time you do this exercise and you actually start looking at who's in the front court in the league, um, there are a lot of really good players in the league. You know, is Mikel Bridges better than him though? No, no, absolutely not. Ben Carroll's not even better. I don't think. Ben Carroll's playing really well though, and Orlando. What's Orlando's record? Like, that's the problem, again, like with the Raptors, with the squad here, you know, literally the Raptors are 15 and 23. Like, what's Orlando? Orlando's playing incredibly well, man. That team has the chance to, I don't know. I think, I I don't want to say like win the championship. I don't want to be too crazy about it, but I think they have a chance to make a fairly deep run into the playoffs. They're 21 and 16 right now. Wow, you're calling it. They're going to win two rounds in the playoffs, you're saying? I think so, man. <laughs> Stop. Like, Paolo Banquero, we've we've done this already, but he's averaging 23-7-5. 23-7-5, playing really good defense. Like, Paolo Banquero is a force on both ends, whereas I think Scotty is a better player than Paolo Banquero. I just think the records don't reflect how good they are. I don't know. What do you think? No, it probably is the record. The, the record hurts. Americans don't really watch the Raptors either. That hurts. Uh, yeah. You you said he was going to be an all-star starter this year, though. Did I say that? Did I say starter? Maybe you didn't say starter. I might be exaggerating. I don't think I said starter. <laughs> but there's still a chance. There's still a chance. Okay, right now at the front court, Western Conference, LeBron James, number one, Kevin Durant, Nikola Jokic, Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard. I love all those. What do you think? Oh yeah, yeah. I've not, that's good. No problems there. No qualms. Um, Steph, uh, what are we? You know, is their Steph. record's not not good enough for Steph to be on there? And then, oh wait, sorry, one second. All star voting. Sorry, that was the front court. The guards. Oh, Steph is here. Sorry, Luka Doncic one, Steph Curry two, Shea Gilgis three. Wow, James Harden four, Kyrie five. I think last year. And there's been a lot of talk about this, but last year when James Harden didn't make the didn't make the All Star team on Philly, he like dropped off pretty drastically in terms of his production. Um, I wonder if that's going to happen this year. You think he only tries until he makes All Star game? I think he'll keep trying if he does make the All Star team, but I think if he doesn't, it'll it'll throw him off. It'll throw that whole team off. So I feel like <laughs> there's an effort to bring James Harden to the All Star game from 
the Clippers organization because they want him to keep playing hard. Because Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are obviously both making the All-Star team. They've both been disgusting this year. By the way, Andy, side note. Did you see LeBron slam on Paul George the other day? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. God! LeBron coming down the lane, slams on Paul George. I swear to God, I like jumped up out of my seat. I was like, oh! (laughs) You know, don't you love that? Don't you love that? Yes, sure. I don't know. I'm not as much of a LeBron stands as you are. LeBron is 39 years old, so I had to double check. For some reason, I was like, is he 38 or 37? But he's 39 years old, coming down the lane, slamming on Paul George. Like, come on. And Paul George is a good defensive player. Year 21. Sorry, I lied. Not year 20. That's that's crazy, eh? Oldest guy in the league, slamming on guys. This is so weird. When I type in LeBron James, it says 39 years old. And the fourth thing that people also ask is, did LeBron James grow up? It's a good question. It's a great question. That, that's what Google. <laughs> that's what Google suggests as a search topic. Um, okay. What else about the Raptors? Uh, okay. When we had our reaction podcast to the trade, we floated the idea that this could be a Rudy Gay type trade where it just like opens up things for other guys. And I think it is. I think this team is just gels better on paper. Uh, one guy in particular who I think is better because of it, weirdly, Gary Trent Jr. I think he's getting like more open looks somehow. Uh, he's knocking down three pointers. He's like 46% from three over his last 14 games. Mm-hmm. He's nice. I, I just think the butterfly effect of this trade is beautiful guys who create shots. And then it gets other guys open. Gary Trent jr. A three point percentage this year, 37, 39.7% from three. He started 40, really- 41.1% from the field. 11.4 points a game. I don't know, man. I think these four players in the starting lineup, that's a lot to handle. Emmanuel quickly, Scotty Barnes, even though they play the same position, kind of, it's a little bit difficult. But then you have RJ at the three, Pascal at the four, Jakob at the five. The only thing that we're really missing is some shooting. But the, yeah, that's what that's Trent what Gary Trent brings. It's just tough because I don't think he's made enough of an impact to be in the starting lineup. Like who's, whose position will he, would he take there? And it does kind of suck that the only player from those from that starting lineup that I just mentioned that actually hits a ton of threes is Emmanuel Quickly, who, by the way, like Scotty Barnes, I think think his shots going in every time. Scotty Barnes's threes don't sleep on him. What's Scotty Barnes' three point percentage though? That's my question. He's been way better, but um... isn't it up like ten percent over last year or something? Oh yeah, it's nice, thirty eight percent. Yeah, he's shooting like thirty eight percent. That's how many games? Incredible. Does he make three? Two, three, two point. Pascal was shooting a little bit better from the uh, from the three as well, but he over the last like four or five games. But his his percentage is still thirty point eight. Remember, like two weeks ago or last time we chatted, it was in the low twenties. And you make this trade, and now he's getting more open looks. Oh, God, I like the gel. I like the gelling. They're gelling. Sign, Pascal, long term. We're, we're saying they're gelling. After two losses. How funny is that? They're the greatest, they're the best losses of the year. They were the best loss of the year. I love how aggressive RJ is. I love him talking 
all that all that stuff to what's his name to D'Angelo Russell. They got into it. I feel like he's he's a bit of a talker. Like I I really like when RJ gets aggressive, goes to the rim, talks some shit. I love that. Even I, think, I didn't I didn't realize this. He rebounds a lot more than I thought he did with the Knicks. Like he's just getting in there, getting important rebounds down the down the stretch. He's he's a dog. The one thing about him that I haven't really liked is the fact that he has to he has to always switch on to big men, and he's playing he's like playing big man defense on guys all the time, and that's just because we have we have one big man, you know that's that's the biggest problem. Then RJ plays D on people's fives, and then you know gets abused in some cases. Like the, uh, two nights ago, he was playing D on Anthony Davis for a lot of the game. Or when he could be getting switched on them, he gets those big man minutes, which, you know, takes it back to my last point. I think the Raptors need a big. Well, it's because their big is injured right now. I'm just, I'm saying along with him, we need a second big. Shout out, speak of the devil, shout out Jonte Porter. I had never heard of this guy until last week. He's played like 16 career games. Michael Porter Jr.'s brother, who knew? Uh, And he's, he looks good. He can shoot too. You know, we have this podcast, and I got to be honest, the first time that I looked him up and looked up his entire... I didn't know he was Michael Porter Jr.'s brother. I did not know that. But when... I'll send you a video, but because we were sitting so close to the bench last time I went to a game, he was he was at the end of the bench the entire time, and he was really, like, really animated when it came to, like, whatever, anytime somebody hit a shot. And I was like, who the hell is that how do i not know his name like honestly like we're big raptors fans and he was sitting at the end of the bench i don't know if he if he was injured before or something but yeah man he's good left-handed he's big he's really strong like i love what he's been doing out there but i just don't think he's developed enough in order to make quite big of a difference you know what i mean might be able to be a backup center with hurdle healthy maybe playing a few minutes a game Jonte Porter, 4.2 points per game, three assists per game. How many minutes is he averaging? So he's been at five games played this year, 12 minutes a game. So there you go. And then Christian Coloco, what's going on with him? Is he? I use uh, some illness. He was running on the court the other day. He was like, he's got like heart problems, but he was uh, running on the court pregame the other day. So he might be back mm. soon. Uh, Pirtle ankle will be reevaluated in two weeks, but is out indefinitely. So Pirtle's out for a while. Uh, Jakob Pirtle, Andy's girlfriend's favorite player of all time. She, Jakob, if you listen to this, if you listen to this, check your DMs. Don't. <laughs> Don't even look. Don't even look. Um. <laughs> okay, I think I think we've like hit a lot of the Raptors here. Yeah. You watch any other NBA games recently? Any other teams pique your interest? I've watched, I've watched every NBA game. Me too. I've just been sick of just watching ball. Yeah, I'm actually kind of getting sick of the NBA, if I'm honest. <laughs> no, but uh, I just want to talk about one non-Raptors related thing. You can you can what? tell me what you think too. Uh, the Phoenix Suns, man, not playing very well, and I have the reason for it. Tell me, what is the uh... What's the prescription, doctor? I think it's pretty simple, and we've talked about this 
in one of our first pods after this trade happened. I don't think people remember that Chris Paul was literally running this team last year. It's true. Like, how come nobody's talked about this? The fact that Chris Paul isn't on the Suns is the reason the Suns suck right now. And they're not going to make it anywhere. They're not going to go deep in the playoffs. They're not going to win the finals. They had a guy who was running the team, getting everybody open shots, like really calming things down over the last couple of years. And we also forget that they were shit before Chris Paul got there. Devin Booker didn't do anything before Chris Paul got there. He got there. They became significantly better added KD. And then for some reason, somebody on that management team thought it was a good idea to get rid of Chris Paul. I think that's so silly. Well, they wanted Beal, right? That's They thought they could get more scoring with Beal and they had to ship out a big contract. But why do you want Beal, a guy who needs the ball? Uh, he's not really a facilitator. But yeah, that's dumb. You need... That's too many guys who are shoot first when you had one of the greatest passers of all time in there. And all the stuff is coming out about them literally saying that the team's not gelling, everyone's mad at each other. You know, nobody actually knows what's going on, but it's like right now they're 19 and 18. Um, the guys are playing well. Kevin Durant's still averaging 30 points a game, 29 points, six points per game. Devin Booker's averaging 7.8 assists, but it's like they don't have a real point guard, it seems like. No. Like who's their who's the point guard on their team? So it's like, it's literally Devin Booker running point. Grayson Allen's a shooting guard, so he's not really a point guard. Uh, who else? Like, literally, if you go through their roster, Bradley Beal, Eric Gordon, Grayson Allen, Yusuf Nurkic, obviously Drew Eubanks. Drew Eubanks is, like, one of my one of my favorite underrated players in the league right now. Josh Okoge. Like, they don't have a point guard. No, they don't. You know what? I'm literally looking at their roster, and not a single player here has Theo, point guard beside their name, man. Theo Maladon. But he doesn't play. So, anyways, I don't know. I just wanted to throw that out there. It just sucks because I feel like KD's last like few really good years are being wasted. And I don't like it. You know? It Absolutely. kind of upsets me thinking about KD just wasting those last like two, three years of extremely high level basketball. And I think Kate, and I think uh, Devin Booker is such a competitive player that he's probably getting pissed off about this situation. And then Bradley Beal, like, buddy, you know, he's you a- had that viral moment where you were talking to the high school kids about how much money you make and how anytime any of them are going to make it into the league, they have to battle him for a, a spot. I know you're, I know he's injured, but like, he needs to get on the court a little bit. He's been, when he's on the court, he's invisible for the Suns. He's, he's not a difference maker for them. I'm I'm out on Beal. He's not the real deal, Bradley Beal. I'm out on Beal as well. It's kind of upsetting. This year, 16.4 points a game, 3.8 rebounds, 3.8 assists. He's only played how many games? 13 games this year? So he's what's played the, a cold- uh, What's the TikTok trend? 2024. I'm I'm in on Raptors uh trade and offensive flow. I'm out on Bradley Beal. That's 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 the TikTok. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're in and out on on the year. That's it. We just did it. We're oh, like your ins numbers. and your outs of your yeah. ins and your outs. Your outs of 2023 and your ins for 2024. Yeah. Okay. What's a non-Raptors thing you want to talk about? Let's hit quickly. Uh, just the team I feel bad about. They're they should be good, but they're not. Uh, the Grizzlies. Man, Morant came back, and I'm like, this team could be a playoff team. They are nasty. Morant is as good as ever. Then he's out for the year. Today it came down that Marcus Smart is out for six weeks. 
Steven Adams is still out for like the year. Brandon Clark's been out for over a year. This team, that's four great, like really good guys. This team could be a contender in the West. Just a wasted year. I feel bad for him. Isn't it so funny how everyone wrote them off completely and then John Morant comes back and just lights it up and reminds everybody why he's an all NBA caliber player. Like going in, he had that. Who did he dunk on? Wemby. Yeah. He just slams on Wemby. Like, which other player, which other guard slams on anybody right now? The only and guy. Not to mention Victor Wembanyama, like the longest guy in the league. You know, just absolutely hammering down on Wemby. And then, boom, injured again. I don't know. I feel like if that's the situation, they should they should shut him down. I think they should shut down Marcus Smart for the rest of the year, too, because that guy's taken some, taken a beating over the years. Uh, I'm ready. You ready for a bold prediction? Bold. I want to hear. I want to hear a bold. If I could get a bet on this. I would. I don't think there's any betting markets open. Twenty twenty five NBA champions, the Memphis Grizzlies. Is that crazy? Yes. Why is that crazy? They'll all They're be not- healthy. They'll be there. That's a good team. Ja will be in his prime. They're not. They're not jumping. But Wait. You, you said. Probably- sorry. Sorry. You said twenty twenty five. Literally next year. Is that what you said? Twenty twenty five. You could probably get like fifty to one odds on it too. I bet. I'm just, there's good value here. They'll have a new draft pick, lottery pick, probably a top five pick. Um, we should tell our producer to clip clip this right here because I I like it. I like it. I like the odds, especially if they're all playing together. But I still don't think they're gonna jump Denver, the Clippers if they stay healthy. They were like a top two or three team last year in the West. They were nice. I know, but it doesn't matter at the okay. end of the day. Well, let's talk in a year and a half, okay? Let's talk. Okay, so that's the next time we'll talk. All right, talk to you in a year and a half. Bye. (laughs) All right, that's it for Raptors NBA Podcast. Is there anything else? First of all, I want to know something. What are your top three goals for 2024? (laughs) Go ahead. Top three, you just put me on the spot. Yep. Uh, Podcast more, podcast harder, and podcast smarter. What are your top three goals for 2024? Hold on, wait. So it's actually funny. I'm asking you this for a reason because there's a bunch of research that has been done that basically says that anybody who has 30 seconds to write down their top three goals uh, is the ex- would write down the exact same thing as if they had 60 to 90 minutes. So I should have probably done this differently. I should have given you literally 30 seconds and had you write something down about it yeah um but yeah people come out with the exact same answers at the end of 30 or sorry at the end of 60 to 90 minutes as they do in 30 seconds but like for real i actually want to know can you just tell me what are your top three goals this year uh i want to improve my golf game by at least five strokes that's your first goal that's one of my that's your number one goal it's a one of my three goals uh okay golf game two mm Get in better shape. Okay. Three. I don't know a third one. This is tough. Financial goal, house goal. Um. Yeah, like content goal, like work you tell, related. You tell goal. me your three goals. Number one goal is to get into the best shape I've ever been in. Oh. Oh, Andy. Mm-hmm. Double digits, seventy-five hard. Today's day ten of seventy-five hard. Um, you're day ten, baby. Let's go. 
I feel so good, man. I feel incredible. I think the one thing, except for this, except for this uh, <laughs> dumbass thing, um, the number one thing that's been helping me over this entire 10 day period is the one gallon of water per day. Honestly, I just have to say it. You have to work out twice a day, one, once for 45 minutes indoors, once for 45 minutes outdoors, 10 pages of a nonfiction book per day, stick to a healthy diet, and then uh, drink a gallon of water per day, which is 3.8 liters. And I have to say that's been a game changer. Why? Does it's it just, you just sense? feel healthier. Like you don't realize how little water you drink until you start like tracking your water. True. So if anyone's out there listening, I highly suggest drinking significantly more water. And everybody says that, but like, just try to track it. Um, so yeah, my top three goals, that's the first one. So get into the best physical shape I've ever been in. You know, to a to a shape where you could just like see see the abs a little bit more, like high school Alex. Yeah, hundred percent. Then number two, actually, just a little bit more beefy than high school Alex because I was skinny. Number two, um, financial goal. So I won't give any specifics here, but it's a financial goal. And then <laughs> number three, um, it's just a, the content goal. Again, no specifics, but it has to do with this podcast. It has to do with a bunch of my other podcasts and. Um, a lot of a lot of media stuff, you know? Strong goals. Strong. Wait, what's your last one? You didn't you didn't give me your last one. <laughs> I don't have a third one. You have you to have, have a third have two one. goals. No, you have to have three goals. Travel more. Boom. That's a good one. Um, okay, anything else or should we sign off? Sign off. We have bills to pay. Bills to pay. Thank you for listening to Raptors NBA podcast. Unsubscribe from every other entertainment source. Unsubscribe from Netflix. Subscribe to us and have a wonderful day. Go Raps.